Hello, Deep Dive Sports listeners. How are you doing today? Welcome to the first episode of Behind the Scenes in Sports. With the summertime coming upon us now, there are many of us who will be participating in different kinds of recreation. So today we are interviewing Dr. Jesse Jones, who at one point was a professor of sport management at Baldwin Walls, specializing in the recreation field. So before we actually get into our questions, I would now like to hand it off to Dr. Jesse Jones to introduce himself. Oh, hey, deep dive sport fans. Uh, Jesse Jones here. I'm actually, yeah, past professor at Baldwin Wallace. Really grateful for that time, especially working with Chuck and, and Tony. Now I'm out at Utah State University uh, in the wonderful hills. You can see behind me my wonderful um, background image. It's one of my favorite hiking spots up at Logan Canyon. Um, and so currently I'm an assistant professor of practice in the recommendation program uh, with a focus more on outdoor adventure, outdoor recreation. But we do get into that idea of rec sports. Um, my background, I come from, again, from Utah, went out to grad school in uh, Ohio and then PhD program in, in Illinois. And then uh, Ball and Wallace was my first first jobs. And so I got to meet these guys during that time. And um, now I'm uh, back here in my home state, getting getting to the rivers and the mountains and uh, also some also fun sports that are out here. Awesome. Now, before even before we even get into that, uh, mm-hmm. if there are listeners who that are interested in the recreation field and are interested in applying to Utah State, where yeah. you're at, how can they apply and how can they reach out to you for questions? Of course. Yeah, always. Uh, Utah State uh, is, is the website usu.edu. Utah State University.edu is usu.edu. Um, and you can reach out to me, uh, jesse.jones at usu.edu. Again, J-E-S-S-E dot jones at usu.edu. And uh, get you the lowdown on all things recreation. We have an awesome community and what's it called? Why am I brain farting this college parks and rec here at Utah state. And a lot of, a lot of universities, you have those recreation programs that the students get to use um, ball walls, you know, Christine Cancian um, and Rob Becker, uh, those kind of things. They run the, the campus rec. So if you're interested in, in a job that's similar to that, you can obviously go through ball and Wallace. Um, or if you want to come out and get a Western thing, come out to Utah state. Awesome. All right. Now on to the questions. So the first one that I have is how and why did you get into the recreation field? Oh yeah, great, great thing. So as always, like any for a lot of folks, especially out here out west, even as a kid, I mean a lot of us, we all play. Um, and then you know, we always want to become like our hero. That's why most of us got into sport management, right? Is because mm-hmm. we wanted to get into some sort of sports, be around sports. Uh, my thing was more around um backpacking and rock climbing a little, little bit, but more uh, water and paddle sports like uh, whitewater rafting and kayaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really got into that when I was a kid, river guided uh, in Jackson Hole, Wyoming for four seasons, um, did a, a couple years in Japan. Um, and then when I came back, um, well, it started river guiding again. And I'm like, oh, I, I want to stay in this field. And so University of Utah has a, had a program in park recs and tourism. And so I was really interested in getting into the commercial recreation side, which is, you know, resorts and running in my own guide company and all that stuff. 
And as I started going through that course, I got married. My wife said, well, how in the hell are you going to earn money to raise a family? And I said, ah, well, I'm, I'm not only, I'm, I'm shy of a, a finance degree of like just 10 credits. And I was working at Wells Fargo at that time. And so I got a finance degree, uh, started working as a banker. And after a couple of years of that, I wanted to reclaim my soul. So I went back to grad school to get my master's in uh, outdoor adventure uh, education and recreation from Ohio University. And I loved it, loved every aspect of it. And I wanted to keep on going. So I went and got my PhD at University of Illinois um, in uh, recreation, sport and tourism. And then just kept going and teaching and, and just having fun and having a blast traveling around the world, um, meeting great people like, you know, of course, like Chuck and Tony, um, but also some great mentors along the way. Then that was the key feature that really kept me in this field um, was was that aspect of great mentors, great people. And I wanted to continue on with that. Uh, my first question is, I obviously you probably answer this a lot when you're um, teaching or when you were teaching. So just for our listeners, what is a recreational sport? So yeah, rec sport, right? So how I break it down in my mind, and I'm sure a lot of other people have some different ideas of how they view it. But like when I think of sport management, I think of competitive sport. Um, and when I think of recreational sport, I think of non-competitive sport. I know that can be pretty wide and run the gamut of what you're doing. Um, but it's those, the division is, do you get paid for it or do you not get paid for it? Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of how I break down the two, two areas within it. So when people think of like, especially with a recreational sport degree or, or a community parks and recreation, they start thinking the community pool or the community rec center, or maybe it's um, working for uh, the YMCA, you know, or boys and girls clubs, you know, doing activities, after school activities or a mm -hmm. summer camp. And then it can get even more fun stuff, uh, getting into like X games. I know a lot of people think that, oh, that's more sport management. We still kind of claim that on the rec side uh, just because it's, it's alternative to the traditional ball bat net uh, sports out there. And so mm -hmm. if you run outside of that, you're, you, that's how I start looking at it. But there's a lot of gray in between. Um, but for community parks and rec, outdoor recreation, um, those things like going out hiking, getting into nature, that's the where you're connecting with communities, developing um, families and memories. That's where we get into the community parks and rec. Um, but it's all gets, it gets deeper than that. Um, and where I think about how this job comes together and where people are, are getting into it is because they want to help other people make memories and to help families connect and to develop. That's where the community side is. That's where the rec sports side is. Um, we're not there to develop players. We're there to help, help make memories, help, you know, little Timmy or little, you know, little Geely get out there and swing her first T-ball. That's the stuff we're doing uh, in our field. But then you have other things where you get up into more professional side or specialization. That's where I, I kind of draw the line. Does that help? Yeah, <laughs> that was perfect. And you mentioned kind of like some of the jobs and to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit, what are some of the kinds of jobs that you could hold in the recreation field? Well, yeah, that's a great one. There's a lot of job boards out there, um, like bluefishjobs.com, I think it is, has all the campus recreation jobs. So if you're, you know, you're going to college right now, you'll see folks who are um, exercise coordinators um, or are, you know, exercise and fitness coordinators, or maybe they're um, doing outdoor pursuits where they're taking kids on trips, you know, out to go see some cool stuff, or they're running the club sports aspect. Um that's the, that if you're looking at the college level, 
that there's tons of jobs and they run starting usually um, depending where you're at anywhere from the upper, you know, mid thirties and up to uh, mid sixties, you know, for those, those first entry level jobs. Um, and then you get into assistant associate directors and they're making upwards of, of six figures at some of these larger institutions. Uh, community parks and rec, you'll start out as a recreation coordinator. Um, and those jobs, sure, mid 30s, 40s, some places, especially like around Cleveland or the bigger cities, you're starting out in the 60s. Um, you could be running anything from summer day camps up to large events like the summer concert series that you see, you know, doing a lot of event planning, or maybe you're doing all the, the uh, softball leagues, you know, that kind of stuff. You could be in the sports side um, of the community development. Then you have in the outdoor world, you have, of course, river guides, backpack guides, horseback guides. Um, you have trail bosses. You have um, what else in there? Um, it runs a gambit. Maybe you're uh, working for ski resorts in the winter. This summer, you're river guiding. Um, mm. And there's also travel and tourism. You know, think about this last year. We've had a full year of no one going anywhere. And that pent up frustration. Now everyone's going to be traveling everywhere. Mm. Um and so there's a lot of that. There's, you can be a rental guy. You can be, a, you know, renting skis or renting boats, that kind of stuff. You can go up to the lake, um, managing and running those resorts. Um, there's a lot of aspects. Um, tour guides on boats, what is it, like carnival cruises, that kind of stuff. We have a lot of students going in those different directions. Um, so much fun. Uh, I mean, we have students in third world countries running programs uh, for disadvantaged kids to get them outdoors and teach them life skills all the way up to folks at high-end ranches, like in New Mexico, um, working at the Turner, Turner media sports, you know, they're, they have a ranch down in Mexico, New Mexico. Um, and they have a, it's like, you know, 2000 acres that abuts one of the national forests, there's millions of acres and they're helping to run activities and, and just prevent, uh, pre present to their guests some awesome opportunities to create memories. So there's so many jobs right now that weren't when I was going through college. I remember my professors lamenting, oh, you guys have all the great jobs now. It just keeps getting more and more and more opportunity. Um, but there's also such a great opportunity to start your own business. And that's where students, I think, kind of miss the boat a little bit, is understanding, hey, in outdoor rec or community rec parks, wherever, there's so many opportunities to start your own business. So I love this field. So our next question, just kind of going back to your career as a totality, what is like one thing from each stop in your career that you have learned that you think um, is important for everybody to know? I think I love this. My probably the one that I learned the most, especially from Chuck Camp, his Camp PC is your network is your net worth. So whatever you're, you're doing as you're going out, create bridges and opportunities for yourself by getting to know people. Mm -hmm. um, and and cultivating friendships and continue those however you can. It's, I mean, I, I'm not a great example of it by any stretch of imagination, but it's those friendships and opportunities uh, that creep up and take advantage when something's presented, just, it sounds really silly, but at first always be a yes man or yes woman uh, or yeah, whoever you are, just be a yes person and take advantage of opportunity of learning um, and developing your network so that as you get going, um, you can develop skills that will help you down the road. Even if you think it's silly, try it out. Test out, especially those first couple of years. Because um, who knows, you might start out in one field and jump to the next. Mm -hmm. And you never know what's going to build. But your friendships and those kind of things will help 
help you stay afloat. They'll get you a job in the future if you ever get fired or let go, as we've seen in the last few years. Um, employment's kind of can be fickle. Um, so network, 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 network. That's probably the biggest thing I've learned out of each of those stops. Awesome. Yeah, that's definitely great advice. And right. yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, think I definitely, huh? You, yeah, you learned that, you learned that a lot from Tony and Chuck. Yeah. Remember? Like a lot, that's the big thing that they're drilling our heads, right? Yeah. Your net, your, your net worth is your network and who, you know, really is important. It's important in sport. Hey, it's equally important in most every job you'll ever get. Yeah. It's yeah. not only who, you know, it's also how you know them too. Yeah. yeah. And, it and you're creating those memories, right? You're creating those experiences and struggle, mm-hmm. struggling with folks to get over it, to solve problems and have fun and just have a fun time with it. Yeah. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Nick, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was just, no. it definitely shows in this. Cause you know, like David, you were able to get in contact with uh, Dr. Jones there. And then we were able to have this, you know, conversation and everything as well too. So that, that networking that he's talking about is super important. Even yeah. Trying to do <laughs> exactly. right, right. And I was kind of telling the story of how we started up the interviews with uh, mm-hmm. Nausa and stuff like that. Just like yeah, how that came to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and the BW network is insane. Yeah, like just think of what people are doing, you know. And it's like relying on that. It's you know where you go to school uh, can have a big impact on your future. Um, exactly. Not because of the learning is important but it's like the network you develop from that uh, and people are proud to be beat up you know b alum yeah exactly all right moving on to our next question so as you pointed out before this past year everyone's kind of been pent up emotion stuff like that yeah so what makes recreation activities so important in human life well, I, I, it's kind of funny because I, I remember I, I was talking to a friend about this the other day and we we're talking about how by the time you're 14, more than likely you're no longer playing sports anymore because people start specializing. And so it's hard to get on teams. Right. And so the thing that is really cool about recreation is, is that you don't need to make a team to play. You know, you can do it wherever um, it's individual or friends. It's kind of hard because, like, I think about when I was a kid, how many more ball fields there were then than there are now. Like, me and my buddies just going down to play play a game of baseball or kickball, you know, because it's available. There's not a lot of those parts of those places available that much anymore. Uh, even basketball courts and the availability of basketball aren't really there. But the thing you can do, uh, individual sports, um, lifelong sports, like hiking, biking, even uh, swimming or stuff like that are things that are easy access and easily available to everybody. You got a pair of shoes, you can go do it. Uh, but then think about the price of mountain bikes now. Um, I remember my first mountain bike I purchased, it was $600. There's a Trek 5900 and I still have it. Now that same bike is $6,000. Wow. So barriers to entry are killing people, but mm-hmm. there is a lot more access. There's a lot more access to, to trails and hiking spots and just to get outside and i think that's one thing that folks started realizing um is that sure sports are important uh, but there's so many more activities we can do and so i look at this kind of like right now as a golden age of get outside 
um, because inside is there's too many people that you know, <laughs> and you want to you want to go out and experience something. Just like just go for a freaking walk and see some cool stuff. You can have uh, this guy from England he calls it micro adventures. Go out and have small little pl- adventures and see where your road road will take you. But just make them simple two to three hour adventures where you go out and just find something new, whether it's that new, that new bar or that new um, pizza joint, you know, or maybe there's like some little cool, you know, shop that's around the corner. That's one thing here when I'm at Utah state and Logan that we've been doing, discover your own place. What's around you. Cause it's going to end here in the next couple of years as people, as everything starts opening up, people go back to flying to Europe, flying all over the world and they'll forget their little local local hobbles as it were but recreation i think has really given an opportunity for people to to kind of give license to go out and explore their own hometown again yeah that is true especially around here because we've got i've got the cleveland metro parks like literally five ten minutes away from my house that's such a killer you have access think about this you have like 300 miles of trails and like paved trails within the Cleveland Metro Park system. And then that links up to the Ohio Erie Canal. And mm-hmm. you could ride your bike from Cleveland all the way to Washington, D.C. if you wanted to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? You know? Yeah, that, that, that just got finished. And they're going to build a new bridge um, downtown to give access from east side to west side. Is that right? East Cleveland, east Cleveland over down to, to the other side so they can bridge the Cuyahoga better. Um, but towns are recognizing the value of quick, what I call passive recreation or recreation that does not need to be programmed. Uh, but there's also another side of it where we do need to have more coordinators in, in our world to help people navigate, you know, their free time. This last year, I mean, that last year we had so much free time. People didn't know how to, what to do with it. And so, of course, depression rates, anxiety, suicide has gone out the roof. But we know that by just exercising as little as an hour a, mo- a week, you can curtail a lot of the issues with depression and anxiety. Uh, it's not going to change it. They're going to kill it all the way, but um, it can really help get out. Uh, you guys have heard of like uh, forest bathing. Have you heard that from the Japanese? No. Going out into the green green spaces and just sit there. It's like taking a bath in okay. greenery. And the Japanese have, note, have found that that's really helped. Because their culture is crazy. We think we were, we're workaholics. The Japanese are insane. But they, there's the, this thing of going out and enjoying your natural spaces um, and, and finding that inner peace, that kind of stuff. That's what I think recreation offers. Uh, it's a non-competitive opportunity to be with friends, family, or just yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you probably hit on it just a little bit, but are there like any specific recreational um, activities for the different like um, seasons that we have for fall, winter, spring, and summer? Yeah, sure. Right. So, and, it, and of course it depends on the big thing is what is your, I hate that's like leisure. It's like, what is the definition of leisure? Um, mm-hmm. Because there's so many things. One, one cool topic I really want to hit up on is it's, it's called leisure repertoire. What is the repertoire of activities that you have that get you uh, into whatever goal or end state that you're trying to achieve? So, for example, if you want, if you're stressed out and you need escape, what are those activities that are in the given season that can help you achieve that goal of escape? So, for me, in the summer, one of the things that I would love to do and do more of is fish. 
particularly fly fishing, that form of escape, I can get into a river. There's nothing else around me. All I hear is the sound of the river and the fish. And I can escape what's going on, uh, whether it's at work, home, or those kind of things. Or maybe it's a third place. Now, a third place is those places where, it, if you think of Cheers as the bar, or maybe it's a, uh, um, a country club. Basically, it's somewhere that's not work. It's not home. It's a third place that you can go to to find a, a different experience um, that's pretty amazing. I did, we did some research. I was looking at long-term cancer survivors and their health-related quality of life. And there's the Gilda Radner uh, buildings that, that um, Gilda Radner put together because she died of cancer. And so they created this space where cancer patients can go and not be identified as cancer patients. And so there's comedy, there's acting, there's pool, there's a whole bunch of different stuff where people with long-term cancer can go and experience what's life, what life is like without being identified as a cancer patient. So there's so many places from skiing in the winter, sledding, snowshoeing, uh, so much out there, winter fishing, spring in the, in the shoulder seasons, you can pretty much do every activity. Then of course, in the summer, there's the paddle sports. There's also summer based uh, softball leagues. You cannot deny that that's like one of the best activities you can ever do uh, in the summer, especially with like colleagues getting into some baseball, uh, softball leagues. It's so much fun. Mm. Um, especially, you know, with the jawing you can do, yeah. <laughs> you know, against other teams, that kind of stuff gets a little silly. Yeah. So the question is, is what is your goal? What are the, what is your leisure? What is your leisure aspect you're trying to do? Are you trying to recuperate? Are you trying to regenerate? Are you trying to find escape? Are you looking for uh, bonding moments? That kind of stuff. You can find an activity that will help to achieve that in the given season. Yeah. And I think that was kind of like part of the uh, point that we wanted to make about this episode is so that we can kind of clear up the air on recreation. Yeah. I think that a lot of people have an have don't really have the proper understanding of what recreation really is. So. Yeah. Right. And, and, it, it, and it's kind of funny because like, if you remember, I think you're in one of my classes, uh, lifetime leisure activities, I think yeah, where we kind of delve into that and we look at what are the activities you're doing now and what do those activities mean to you? Um, and what is it that they provide and are, do you have holes in your daily schedule where you're actually actively trying to search out and have moments where you can re recreate or recreate what you might be missing or maybe adding unto. Um, there's a lot of cool things in there and, and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to piggyback off that last question, what is like, yeah. what is your favorite recreation activity in, in each of those um, seasons or do you just have like one? You're really, you're really drilling into that, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, and like I said, it depends on the goal I'm trying to achieve. So yeah. it's individual, like I love, like, I love, love, love skiing in the, in the winter, and especially up here when you're in Northern latitudes because of the pressures from seasonal affective issues um, with lack of daylight, going out and skiing is one of the best things because you get, you get outside, you enjoy the sunshine. Um, and I've also basketball in the winter, right? Basketball is always a great one. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've also picked up pickleball okay. recently. What is so what's Rick? You've never played pickleball? No. Oh my gosh, you're gonna have to go take this boy out and school him on some pickleball. Um, <laughs> think of it as like it's how do you describe it? Um, 
it's tennis. It's like tennis and racquetball, small courts. Um, yeah. You can play doubles and singles. You have a big wiffle style ball almost and, mm-hmm. and fatter, you know, bigger rackets. It's like ping pong table too. Uh, but life-size ping pong. Um, and it, the ball goes slower. So you don't have as, as, as fast a moves you have to make like in tennis and, and, and racquetball. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is still some skill and it's, it's just fun to do with, with friends. Of course, uh, evening, you know, games with the kids uh, at night playing um, settlers of Catan, um, those kind of things. This is, that's still recreation. Mm. playing video games i love watching movies movies it's a form of recreation it, de- yeah. it depends on what the goal is that you're trying to achieve um that you're trying to go for it during the season that, that it is in uh for example at the end of this month um we'll be going on a four-day five-day four-night river running experience up on the main fork of the salmon and because i have those skill sets i can do it and take my kids down the river for the first time on a multi-day river trip. Um, and so there's just, and the goal for that is to get in nature, um, have some thrill and an adventure uh, on a, a, on a river and camp at the same time. And so there's a little bit of like, you know, trying to be the cool dad, I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun stuff to do out there. Uh, in the fall, of course, the thing I miss about being back East is all the fall, uh, you know, the, the, the fruit picking, you know, going get picking your own apples and getting your own pumpkins and then apple orchards. Um, form of recreation. You're going out with your family for an end goal of bonding or connecting with one another um, and also getting some really tasty food. So what depends on the activity, what I'm trying to say is each season lends itself to different activities, but it depends on the goals that you might have uh, that you want to achieve uh, that really dictates the activities that I might pursue. Awesome. That's fair. <laughs> and yeah, that's definitely a lot of great points. And to kind of like you mentioned, like Japan and going out with yeah. your family and doing the river raft to kind of end this interview, yeah. really, what are some of your favorite moments and or events throughout your career that you've been able to participate in? Like, of course, you right? in Japan before and I was like, huh? I was like, what was that? Yeah, you like? know, was your fan? Well, that was, that was a church mission experience. Um, every, everyone, in, you know, like a lot of people, they go for two years somewhere, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to go. I, my first area I was in Iwajishima. And then, you know, I got to go see Osaka and Himeji, Kawanishi. I'm trying to think of the other areas. Nishi Kyogoto, which is in Kyoto. And just the amazing history. Um, and right before I left, I actually got to go to a ninja camp, a, a, a real authentic ninja camp. Um, and they put us through some training regimen. It was hilarious. Of course, us being gaijin, uh, they thought we were just stupid idiots. But, you know, it was so much fun. And then the food. Oh, my gosh. You could go back and eat sushi all day long. Rice does taste different in Japan from Japan uh, than from uh, Beikoku here. Um, but, you see, those are those things. Is like each one of those, the activity wasn't the main goal. It was, it was something outside of it that I was aiming for. And that's what makes, I think, things recreation just cool is the activity is a vehicle to obtain some other end goal. The activity is not the end in of itself. Does that make sense? Mm. I think that's probably another differentiation between sport and recreation is that recreation is a vehicle to obtain to do something else. And so my favorite activities right now are those activities 
that I get to go out and just be dad with my kids, you know, whether right, right now, I wish I knew how to skate. I, I tried to skateboard when I was a kid. I just, I couldn't do it. I was, I, I hated hitting the ground hard, but all my kids have gotten into skateboarding. And so we got skateboard camp. I get taken to that and they get to see him like my uh, eight year olds dropping in on a 10 foot ledge, you know, into a bowl. I'm like, Holy cow, that's nuts. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, I'd never have done that. I hate when I ski, I hate hitting jumps because I hate getting air between me and the ground because I've had so many yard sales in my former life as an athlete <laughs> not really not an athlete <laughs> but it's those opportunities with my kids uh and to make memories that will last us the rest of our lives that are really important to me right now so we'll go and do those things well the big thing we also want to get into next is mountain biking uh but we got <laughs> bikes are too damn expensive right now so we're trying to find you know some cheap bikes but fishing fishing and camping last year were a prime thing that we could do as a family that got us out of the house and got us into a different area uh, to kind of experience life like normal. Cause last, last summer was so odd, mm. um, but you could get outside and kind of still experience some sort of freedom uh, through recreation up in the mountains where no one was. It was awesome. Cause no one was out there. Mm. It was too, everyone was too afraid to be around everyone. We're like, ah, we'll go through mountains then. Then, um, yeah, so that's my main thing. My goal is to make activities that build memories, develop bonds, bonds with my, uh, my my kids. Yeah, I think that goes for a lot of people. And I remember mm-hmm. when discussing with Nick, uh, he asked who you were, and I was like, he was uh, the guy that ran a lot of the recreation events at the rec yeah. at the rec center. And I remember Nick mm-hmm. brought up canoe battleship. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think hey, I think did I you took, do that. Did you is that the one? Did you do that class, Nick? Yeah, I think I think I took the. It was leisurely activities, and then there was another one that I think I took with you too. And then I remember mm-hmm. volunteering to help with that, like the recreation day. I think. Yeah, that was the event planning and like uh, event planning and facilities class. Yeah, and I, I tilted more towards the event planning side. Mm-hmm. Um, plus we did all those, those really cool site visits where we went around mm-hmm. to check out the different centers and whatnot. I mean, I knew some guys are, that, if you, so one of the really cool ones that if you want to go see the world, you can work for the military, military in the wellness morale, MWR military wellness and recreation program. And you can be an aquatics director. You can run events and all this stuff and you can just go around the world. Um, and this is another great job out there. You trying to help, like, for example, our military to maintain their, their readiness mm. level. Cause these guys go out and they come back and they're just, they're looking for adrenaline hits. And sometimes they're, they're finding those in ways that aren't too healthy, but the MWR is there not only to help the, the military person, but also their family that's with them. Yeah. I remember so you- lots, lots of, yeah, we checked that out. There's a lot of cool stuff. And you're making good money. You're overseas and having a good time. Yeah. I remember you bringing that up in one of the classes I took with you. I think it was the intro to recreation. class, And I think you had uh, a woman come in who was one of those like coordinators. Yeah. She was, she's over, she's over Middleburg Heights as a director. I think she's making like as a product picture, she's making like 80,000 a year right now. Um, uh, It could be outing her on that, but it's like, it is the jobs in the recreation world um 
What's nice about it that's different from the sports side is you can still have a family and have a life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we always talk about. Chuck and them is like NFL stands for no family life. Right. And, and that kind of stuff, but it's, it's tricky. The nice thing about the recreation world is in terms of employment, you're home, you're not traveling um, and you have pretty good pay and benefits. And so those out there in the sport management, you're interested in, talk to Chuck and Tony, they can still hook you up with some really cool things, but you're going to come out to Utah state. Uh, we got some great resources here in Utah, uh, a great alumni base that will also help uh, get you into the field. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll kind of start it off. I want to say thank you to you for coming on to the show and giving oh, me your life advice, your stories and stuff like that. I just want to say thank you. No, man. It's so good seeing you again, Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick, uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't, I didn't get your, your face on that at first, Nick, but yeah, no, Holy cow. Great networks, great people out there. Um, recreation sports, you go in, if the NFL and the MLB isn't your cup of tea, you can always get a job running programs um, at community parks and rec agents because you guys got the degree, you got the knowledge um, and, and whatnot. And so great times all around. Yeah. Nick, do you want to say anything for your final thoughts? Just, uh, just kind of echoing what David said. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like this is big for us, like having you on here, being able to, like David said, tell your story and then help people kind of, grow within that recreational world and then figure out um, new avenues, whether to, whether that's within leisure or whether that's activity based, just to get out on something new, do something new, do something different and, and have that third space that you were talking about. Cause that is really important not to get, just get stuck in your rut and going home and going to work and trying to find a different avenue to um, express yourself and everything, which is super important. Yeah. We all got to have hobbies, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All got to have hobbies. I want to say thank you for tuning into a great episode of Behind the Scenes in Sports. For future BTSS episodes, keep an eye out on all, all of Deep Dive Sports' social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And with that, have a great one. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sports on Twitter instagram and facebook for any update and please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next as always we are deep dive sports until next time